the vast sea of podcasts on the web. 99.99999% of them are boring at best and predictable at worst. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Can we open that? Can we open the door? This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. Everything and nothing all wrapped into one. From current event discussions to talking about... Wait, 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 wait. Squirrel! <clears throat> Where was I? From current event discussions to talking about YouTube and throwing two middle fingers in the air to political correctness. Suck. Suck. It. It. Yes, we've lost our damn minds. And if you haven't lost yours, turn this podcast off. Now for the crazy motherfuckers that stayed. This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. And now your hosts, Buttercream and Grits. Yo, 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 Big Daddy, you Tud Fisk eating heffalop. What's happening? I remembered your book. Woo-hoo. and forgot the Tud Fisk. Well, I, I think if you were going to forget something, I think that would be the acceptable choice. But rest assured, in <laughs> several weeks, my sister's coming to visit. And she will have the cloudberry liqueur. And the toadfish, okay. so you can have the good with the bad. I probably will need to drink a lot of the good before I want the bad. Oh no, you got to go straight for it. It's in a <laughs> little. It, it's like it comes in a like a beef jerky bag. Oh no, 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 no! I want it homemade. Oh no, no, that's uh, that I can't arrange for you. That's a, be close enough. I, the homemade. I have always been told. You just walk out there, remove the net, whack off some. It's such a delicacy. Well, you know, the bag is as close as we're going to get, and it, and it will be an authentic enough experience for you that you'll never want to partake in it again, I suspect. <laughs> well, you back. They, they didn't back. keep you. They probably kicked you out. I'm not real sure. You know, it's kind of odd they let a, you back in the country, though, because, I mean, I thought you had pissed enough people off that they were just going to say, y'all keep him. You know, I'll tell you something right now. That Global Pass or Global Traveler, whatever the international version of TSA PreCheck is that uh-huh. I got a couple years ago, is the best. When I got to uh, the uh, airport here on my uh, returning flight, uh-huh. The line for regular immigration looked like it was probably like three and a half, four hours long. Yep. I walked through in less than 30 seconds. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I'm not ever going to have to worry about that. What I don't, do you mean? I thought you had some international travels on your radar. I have decided that I am no longer going to give my money to other countries. This is it. This is it. You're just riding this horse till it dies. Well, I think it's already dead. You seen that dab lame idiot we got in the White House? I just heard. As the illustrious Senator Kennedy from the great state of Louisiana has said, if you put Joe Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert, he would run out of sand. 
Well, I heard that the uh, 51 intelligence agencies that signed off on a letter was like absolutely just uh, signed off on by the uh, Clinton campaign and a whole bunch of other people. The Steele dossier was uh, not just signed off on by the Clinton campaign, but Obama and uh, the, the rest of the gang knew all about it. Yeah. And then I hear that there was uh, probably about 100 agents that we know of involved in January uh, 6th and under oath, you know, the people can't, uh, in charge can't tell us that those people didn't incite violence. And let's see, uh, I did watch a little bit of the uh, CNN uh, Trump town hall. And, you know, uh, I think his answers were quite reasonable for the most part. Well, I didn't watch any of that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Why? They cut it from an hour and a half to an hour. You really should watch it. I mean, it's uh, I was, it was I, good. I, I have been rewatching Shameless. Uh, I haven't had time to really watch politics. I've never even heard of Shameless, and my I've gotten three clips in the last two days, and it looks like it's super funny. Uh, it's funny, but it's super raunchy. Well, let's go hand in hand. Well, you would enjoy it because I mean, you're you know, little perverts better than no pervert at all. On what platform would one be watching this? Shameless uh, it is. I'm. I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. Well, I have the Prime. Yeah, but I think you have to either get a seven day trial to the Showtime channel or subscribe to the Showtime channel. I don't or have buy that it. Level of commitment. Well, all you got to do is do the trial and then cancel it before you seven days is up. But there no, are like eleven gonna, or twelve seasons, so there are quite a bit of them. Not gonna do it. Well, that's your loss. I mean, the show's actually... There's a British version, too, that actually may be included with Prime, which I think is the one that the American one is actually based on. I think, more importantly, The Mandalorian was a great show. Mandalorian was a good show. My favorite part about The Mandalorian is when someone will go, this is the way. (laughs) This is the way. This is the way. Well, and, you know, interestingly enough... A great um, way to end a meeting. The... um, you know, Disney Plus has a lot of Disney shows on. I, I will say this. I'm not 100% excited with the way they have taken the movies. I think I think there hasn't been a good, really, Star Wars movie since George Lucas was involved. And some may argue that even the last three he was involved in really wasn't all that good anyway. But um, some of the shows are really good. But uh, one of the actors that plays in uh, the show that's coming... Ashoka, which I think is supposed to come in the fall, he passed away at 53 or 58 or something like that. And, uh, really? yeah, he was in some Marvel movies too, but he was playing, I guess he was, we don't know who he was playing yet, but, or I think they do know his name, but he, uh, there are some still pictures of him out there uh, in costume and stuff, but with his lightsaber. What light are we saber, talking about? The actor dying, it was a, Another Star Wars show in the vein of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus that's supposed to come out in August. Yeah, there's a bunch of shows I didn't know were shows. Well, the Obi Wan Kenobi one one is really good too. That one, at first, I was kind of unsure about it, but the final fight scene just made up for all of that. I mean, they really did a good job on that one. I that one seems to me felt like it really should have been more of a movie than a a low budget TV show. See, I like the TV show more than the movies because they're a little bit more drawn out. 
Well, I get the drawn out part, but this, especially that fight scene, it really deserved the. Of course, now don't get me wrong. The what they put out was really, really spectacular, and I have watched it several times. But um, it just, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't seem right seeing it on a little screen instead of seeing it on a big. You know, it just. It's just what it is. Now, the there is one that, that has gotten a lot of good reviews on Disney Plus that I've watched two or three episodes, but I just can't get into it, and that's the one that they called Andor. Um, I'm not even real sure what it's about. All I saw was some man kill somebody and try to stay out of prison, and after that, I really didn't care. I really didn't think it was all that important. I think... None of that stuff is all that important. You know, like, it's it's nice to unwind a little bit, but people get really into stuff, you know? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I agree with that. And it's like, uh, but I can understand why a lot of people want to get into stuff like that because it's better than the constant stuff you're bombarded with on a daily basis with the <laughs> idiots that are supposedly in charge. Yeah. Well, changes are coming. Well, you know, we have a fight going on, you know, now for the debt ceiling and Joe Biden and his crew. Not much of a fight, man. Biden's going on vacation. So, well, him and his people seem to think that he can enact the 14th Amendment. It just don't quite work like that. No, I heard he was uh, going to Camp David and then he's going to Delaware. So, yeah, he's working on it real hard. Well, I always pray what the, I pray for him over him and about his reign and term, like it says in the Psalms. May his time be short and someone take his place. Yeah, <laughs> I watched hey, uh, I watched a video from. It was one of the leaders of one of the smaller countries in what used to be Soviet Europe. Yeah, so something Stan. Yeah, and he was talking about how Americans just need to quit trying to tell everybody else what to do because people don't really like that. Let's, no, what do you that, think uh, about the, the Bud Light and now Target is getting ready to have to do something and pivot? And all this about all this pride stuff. It's got nothing to do with pride, man. It's, uh... Well, that, that's the whole, up, it's the pride products right, that they are having. I, I, I understand that, but people are still allowed to have an opinion, and people should be allowed to spend their money where they want to spend their money. If if I thought that, if I thought that Bud Light, uh, what they were doing was fantastic, I could go buy more Bud Light. If I didn't right. think it was that great, I could buy less Bud Light. If I don't like what Target is putting on the shelf, okay. Hey, you know, they got marketing people. They got uh, gazillions of EPs that are trying to pick up the product and their strategy, this, that, and the other thing. What I can tell you is that if they get it right, good for them. If they get it wrong, too bad, um, so sad. On Bud you know Light, I, mean? I think it's they like, pretty much got it wrong, and they totally misread their, I actually act, think their that, client uh, base. It's, it's, uh, it's getting so bad for them. I think they're actually thinking of unloading Bud Light. Well, I mean, I can, I will say this. I don't drink Bud Light. I don't know of anybody, why anybody would drink it. It was probably one of the nastiest beers I've ever tasted in my life. 
but um, I just I understand it and I understand the the outrage because when you build a reputation as the beer that brings people together and see it's you and I've discussed this before and but I've see, discussed this on the other show at all like why are they taking a stance on anything that divides right. people exactly like, their job is to sell beer it's right. like companies should not have anything to say about any political or culturally divisive exactly. subject if i made beer what i should focus on doing is just keep making beer and make the best beer that i can make right and by the and market beer in a way that can attract as many customers as possible right exactly and it and just this whole thing about you know we want to pretend that companies uh, have, uh, you know, they invest in these campaigns. It's for the greater good. No, it's a very calculated business decision and they mm -hmm. made a terrible one. I, okay. I, I, now I will definitely. say, you know, you and I think it's like, Oh my goodness. Uh, those two, uh, VPs, uh, or whatever. It's like they failed at their job. What I would say is, well, what was their definition of success right now? Because they weren't being judged on revenue. They were being judged almost, I, I, I would wager, on uh, Bud Lights or Anheuser or InBev's ESG rating, right? Well, and, and so, what, that's what but, I was going to say is the failure is probably the not theirs. The failure is the person that hired them to think they were going to be able to do a good enough job to perpetuate the brand. No, no, but the, but but those people were unconcerned with selling more beer. Well, they're they not. They were more concerned. Uh, they were concerned about increasing the company's ESG rating. And now, this is a prime example that ESG is a load of hogwash. And when somebody well, says ESG to me, they can take it, ball it up real tight, but, and shove it straight up where the sun don't but shine. So Budweiser, and part of the reason this keeps getting worse for them, is after the initial round of boycotts, We'll call them from conservatives, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, the group of people that were turned off by the influencer campaign. Right. Now, the ESG rating has dropped because the LGBTQ plus community uh, did not think that Budweiser's response was sufficient to the backlash. So they're encouraging people to boycott the beer as well. And, the <clears throat> and you know, their their score with the whatever there's some index uh has dropped but well you know, again, I, I i'm I just, just going to say that that whole esg stuff's a bunch of horse manure i don't care what anybody says and if i find a company like bud light or something if it's they're big companies i'll never do business with a big company again because i'm not going to play into that horse crap companies don't have a conscience okay it's just like when a company decides hey you know what we're going to recycle some water in one of our facilities. Oh, okay? so you're talking about Bud Light again. Oh, well, hey, good <laughs> reference. But it's like they'll spend, you know, whatever, $2 million upgrading their facility to recycle the water. But then they'll spend $40 million on the marketing campaign talking about it. Right. Right. And so, again, this, this belief that companies are in it for anything except for the money is delusional. Okay, which is, and we've talked about the lobbying thing a million times. Companies don't give away money and expect nothing in return, right? These are business decisions. Sometimes you make good ones, sometimes you make bad ones. 
but ultimately, they're responsible for for living with the consequences of what they've done here. And, and uh, it looks like know, they are. Well, and so now it's compounding on itself. I didn't even realize that Bud Light had an expiration date that was like relatively short. Um, yeah, I think all I think all I think all beer actually goes bad. It gets like stale or something after a certain well, amount of now, time. Now, my understanding is Budweiser, you know, has no choice but to purchase back expired product from their distributors. Hmm. Well, that serves them right. Yeah, and. And again, you know, they made a, a, a strategic business decision. And they lost. Right. It happens. People make the wrong decision all the time. You know, every sales kickoff you go to, every company's got a plan for success. Doesn't mean that that's the right plan that's going to give them success. Right. And unfortunately, it's usually a grab bag as to what eventually is going to give you that success. Right. And timing is a big part of it. You went fishing. I did. It was awesome. I actually caught some stuff. For blondes or brunettes? Neither. Just uh, just delicious, fantastic Pollock. Well, you can get that at the Piggly Wiggly. Can you? Yeah, it's frozen. I actually don't know if it can. I do know that it was delicious, though. Yeah, no, you can get Publix. Well, I know, well, Publix carries it. I don't know about Piggly Wiggly, but I know Publix has Pollock, frozen Pollock. Anyway, I don't know about fresh. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's made just a, been... like, uh, my sister cooked up a dish that I'd never had before. So, mm-hmm. like, she took that fish and made, like, a sauce with tomato sauce and creme fraiche and mushrooms and all this stuff and like made like a casserole out of it with a bunch of cheese and whatnot mm-hmm. i like mushrooms <sighs> you know i'm not a big fan of casseroles though casseroles is normally what you take when somebody dies i like the casseroles well, it's, i mean i like it every once in a while not it's any dish in lasagna form isn't that basically a casserole i guess i don't know you can't ever tell I love a good cow. You know, in Minnesota, they call it a hot dish. In Minnesota. Minnesota. And possibly Wisconsin as well. But I like yeah. Wisconsin. It's not a casserole. Get them it's little cheese dish. curds fried. Them things is good. Isn't just a cheese curd cheese? Am I missing something? Yeah, it's just cheese. It's pretty good. So I'm missing nothing. No, you can get them down here at Freddy's. Freddy's has them. Not quite as good as they are up in Wisconsin, but they are pretty good. Yeah, but cheese like a cheese curd is just a little piece of cheese, right? Yeah, pretty for the most part, yeah. And then they just take them and they squeeze them all together, and that's how you end up with like mozzarella or whatnot. Uh, I think it's I think it depends on I think there are different kinds of cheeses though that you get them from. I'm not real sure about that. I'm not a cheese yeah, expert. So a cheese connoisseur. I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of anything. Hey, to our three listeners out there, is there a voting system where they can tell us whether they think this script was written by an AI or not? <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that. You know, I like to write stories and tell stories, and according you claim they have no point, but everybody else seems to like them. You just seem to be that one odd duck. You know, like the the story of the ugly duckling, just the odd duckling. Yes. yes. See, that was had a point to it. See? 
<laughs> but I'm I get this a candle I, on my desk right now to commemorate the moment. I get this email advertisement. A friend of mine is a publisher, and he publishes more like science fiction stories and stuff like that. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. And uh, he's actually pretty successful. I mean, he's done a, quite a good job, and he's had a lot of books. That have, he's published a lot of books. And he's also an author. But uh, one of his things that he has been concerned with is AI in the writing sphere. Because there was oh, yeah, an article, a bunch of books you can go buy right now on Amazon that were 100% generated by AI. Right, and there's a guy. There was an article in Forbes about a guy that, in like less than a year, published 97 novels. And I mean, you know, 97 novel to write 97 novels in a year is is prolific to say the least. But it's impossible to do with. Uh... Well, and from what I have seen, I, I have not read them all, but the ones that I have perused, uh, AI has some fallacies. It may get better, but there are some things that if you're using AI to write, if you don't proofread it, AI goes off on tangents and forgets what it told you in the first place. Well, not just that, but uh, there's more and more, there's even a specific term for it, which I forget what it is, but AI will just make stuff up. Yeah. And, and I just wasn't impressed. And I, I still go, it, I don't know. I, I still have a feel, I, just deep down, for somebody to use AI and to then take what the computer wrote and then market it that as you wrote it and try to get money off that, I just find that disingenuous. I just find that is just, if you want to do AI stuff, just say it's AI written. Don't try to say that you wrote 97 books in less than a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's Well, you know, it's no different than when famous people, quote unquote, write a book and they have a ghostwriter. Well, no, it's not. It, well, actually, it's not. It is because a ghostwriter is still actually writing the book. Someone's writing the book. It's not yeah, made up. Right. But that person is the person who's writing the book isn't the person who is writing the book. Right. But what you're missing, the point about that is, though, is the AI stuff, these people are doing it to make money. At least a ghostwriter knows what they're getting into when they start and is getting paid to write the book. Yeah, but why does the reason matter? If I'm if I'm just looking at a product and I look behind a curtain that's being created by a person or it's created by technology, mm -hmm. why should I as a consumer care how it was created if I like the content? Well, I, I, I don't think it's people. the person that's the consumer. I think it's the person that's doing the creating. Just like your book. I've read your book. If you would have hired me to ghostwrite it, your book would have been a lot better. Arguably. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I, I, they, I, I'm torn. I can see where AI could be beneficial and helpful in this process. As you know, I'm a writer as well. I have published books as well. But the challenge here, Grits, is our opinions don't matter because all this stuff is coming whole hog and is nobody going to stop it. Listen, in three years, the jobs that people have today are not going to exist. 
Okay. Well, and, you know, uh, I have heard that crap be, for the last gonna, 30 years. Right. But also, progress, we, when I was in fifth the grade, they progress, said by the time the, I was 40 years old, we'd be flying around like the Jetsons. Right. But the pace of progress is exponential. And by the way, they might have been wrong about the flying in cars thing, but there are other things which they couldn't possibly even have. Well, they're not going to be able to do the AI stuff because AI doesn't fit ESG ratings. It'll just make it up. Well, and won't there's that, nobody going to be able to check it. Piss off some alphabet soup people. I, I just uh, I think people are not recognizing the implications of this AI. You know, we keep hearing about all of the upside. I assure you, the downside that's coming coming along with this stuff is going to dwarf the upside by a millionfold. So. Best get ready for. I'm not some luddite. I like technology. I respect what it can do, but the fact of the matter now, is now, now, well, wait a minute. Let, let, let me me Let's Hear be honest. The technology, technology that you like is only made by certain people. No, but my my point is the technology that we have today is subservient to us. Like it is a tool that we use, right? But. You know, people that think that uh, general AI is 10 years out and this type of stuff, they're just dead wrong. It's we are no longer going to be the smartest thing that exists on planet Earth, depending on how you define smart. And, but, and Crane, let, uh, e even, <laughs> even now, we don't really know what's happening inside the black box of these models. Well, I can tell you right and now. At one point, it's just going to know more than us. They, it's been a long time since we have been the smartest things on this planet. I mean, have you been to Walmart lately and seen some of them rascals come in down there? I have seen some of them rascals. Exactly. You seen them rascals up there in Washington? They, they, they look like too. used baby diapers walking around, and then when they open their mouth, they remove all doubt that they've been used and sold and need to be changed. I see rascals everywhere I look. I do too. Them damn rap scallions. We're gonna have to do what? What was that nursery rhyme when you was little? Um, the little bunny foo foo. You remember that? No. It's something like little bunny foo foo hopping through the forest, picking up field mice, whacking them on the head. That's what we need to do. Them rascals, just pick them up uh, and whop them on the head, and just be done. Well, with a them. good start would be not voting for these idiots. And actually picking some people that represent us and getting away from this terrible two-party system where people are forced to vote on a single issue. I still contend. A, 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 a menu of options from which to choose. We have AI now. It can craft a beautiful letter. We can write a letter to His Majesty the King apologizing and ask him to take us back. I don't know. There's just so much stuff going on. And uh, people, I, I think... The vast majority of people are not recognizing the severity of what is happening. I think, uh, from a technology perspective, you know the things that we're finding out about our government. Uh, well, I'm more worried about that than the technology. Technology can always be tampered because, in my circle, and the people that I deal with, with you as the exception, they are tending to use technology less and less. It's more yeah, of a I, push to, I, I totally get it. I was to looking get away for a dumb from phone it. the other day. I, yeah, I don't, I, you know, they I, still make them. 
And you really need yeah, one. Look. You can get it out of the AARP magazine. It got the big numbers the and everything. The challenge is that uh, you can't get email on it. No, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I even know the phones that I want. Just uh, there's debate about whether or not they're supported with my current carrier. Well, why don't you change carriers? Cricket always has them. Oh, man, I know, but we got such a good deal. By the way, I think we have a good deal. My sister, she said they had like six phones and they were paying like 80 bucks a month. Well, the cheaper you, the more phones you have, you tend to get it cheaper. Yeah, but not each, like all in. Well, she's, you have to admit, though, too, your sister does not live in the United States. Right. Where so she the, lives, everything is more expensive. Well, I thought, but though, over there, that. most of the cell phones tend, because I know in the UK, when I lived there, it tended to be, we're postpaid to where they were prepaid. Uh, no, the, the, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, there was a lot of prepaid over there, but it's it's postpaid. But they have, um, they started the MVNO thing uh a, a long time before we did and so there's mm -hmm. a bunch of carriers that just offer by the way same for internet right the government made made them made the existing carriers uh lease capacity to upstart so that you could actually have some competitive pricing well i am i you have know? actually been entertaining changing carriers not cell phone oh. right now but uh internet carriers um but i don't know you know the other night you know last night let me tell you a little story sat down we sitting on the front porch, boys and girls. This is a story time with grits. You know, I got that little baby dog, and I love that little baby dog. But sometimes in the middle of the night, she gets up about 2, 30, 3 o'clock, and she needs to go tinkle so she don't do it on the carpet. And, you know, cleaning up dog pee off the carpet, that just sucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't like doing it, so I wake up and take little baby dog out to tinkle. Well, I go outside, you know, I live off, you know, my house sits a little bit off the road out here in the replica bat cave. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked out toward the west and there were police cars everywhere. I bet there were nine or ten different sets of blue lights flashing. But I never did figure out what happened, but they was in front of my neighbor's house, in between my neighbor's house and the house across the street. And I know at some point, because she, she has the smell of every blade of grass when she's doing her tinkling, she had to make sure she mm -hmm. hits the right one. So we're out there for about 25 or 30 minutes. And so we're sitting there, and I see there's a, you know, at that time, the road's not real busy. But some traffic come up, and I noticed they got to a point, and then they had turned around and come back. So they, I'm assuming the road was closed, but A, I didn't want to walk out to the edge of the driveway to see because I didn't know if it was like an active shooter situation or something like that. And I'm too pretty to get shot. So was I, that the story? And so me and baby dog just come back in, and I give her a cookie, and we lay down, and God, went back. Damn to sleep. it, Grits! There's not a single point to that whole thing. I was waiting for some big payoff. <laughs> well, sucked me into. It. I was just letting you know what what happens when you have baby dog. I got. I have dogs. I know exactly how it works. <laughs> but there's usually something that happens in a story. <laughs> and tomorrow baby dog gets to go back no, to school no 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 she's going no, to school no. again tomorrow no 
is, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. We can leave that one as a statement. <laughs> that was a story. Hey, what's going to happen? That's with adding debt local color. Do what now? What's going to happen with this debt ceiling? Well, I know they need to come to a thing because hitting the debt ceiling ain't going to be good. The economy's going to tank worse than it already is if they don't do something about it. And, of course, Joe Biden and his team, I believe his quote was unequivocally he was not going to negotiate on raising the debt ceiling, so already he looks like a jackass. And listening to Kevin McCarthy talking, he actually sounded pretty moderate and just saying, hey, we're just going to spend less money than we spent last year. And uh, I think the only other thing they were looking for or trying to look for from what I heard was having, uh, if you're an able-bodied person drawing welfare and getting help, you have to prove you're looking for a job. And I don't see a problem with that. I don't either. Like functionally, yeah, we just uh, we got to get our head on straight here. And, I really the part yeah. I have a problem with though is not necessarily the debt ceiling because if it crashes, it crashes. We're gonna wake up in the next morning. A hamburger may be five hundred dollars, but we're still gonna wake up. The sun's still gonna rise. The part I have a problem with is the FBI and the Justice Department choosing which subpoenas from Congress they're going to honor and all this stuff and what they're going to turn oh, over yeah. and what it's, they're not uh, going to turn Who's over. got oversight of who? I, I know. I, I, I see it too. And they're just like, yeah, we're not going to supply that. We're not going to supply that. We're not going to do that. It's like, but you, they, they got to understand they shouldn't have the, uh, I don't know if they do, well, they should not be able to just say Well, they, they're not supposed to. And what I would do if I was there since we had the majority and Congress holds the press stri- purse strings, I would cut off every bit of funding to them until they provided every document I asked for and everything I asked for because if they ain't getting paychecks, they'll squeal like little pigs because mm. you're popping that tit right out of their mouth. Well, like at the end of the day, like uh, to say you're not going to negotiate, why would you do that? Well, that was his first statement. He wasn't going to negotiate. And then the guy, his legal team is quoting somebody that is a pundit for MSNBC and writes for the New York Times, thinking that they are a well-respected constitutional scholar telling him he can just unilaterally go around Congress and raise the debt ceiling without them. Yeah. Now, it, you know, it, it, it all started when we let, we started to let the presidents get away with executive orders for everything. You know, yep. instead of actually, well, it keeps uh, snowballing. Into- it keeps getting more. They keep doing yeah, it more and more right. and more. And they're looking for more and more obtuse ways to overcome a challenge that they're explicitly not supposed to be able to overcome. Well, right. And, but here's the other part, the other side of that that goes hand in hand with that. They're trying to overcome challenges and find these obtuse ways, but the challenges are challenges that you could make the argument that the federal government should not even be doing anyway. Because most of the stuff they're trying to do should be reserved for the states. But we need to, you and I need to have a discussion. You know that we were supposed to go or we're talking about doing a remote show when we went on vacation to the Disney World in Florida. 
we can't do it. The NAACP has issued a travel warning for color for people of color safety in Florida. I saw that, and then I also saw the statement that uh, Florida is number one for like uh, minority-owned businesses. It's number two for minority female-owned businesses and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's also and number yeah. one for minority immigrants that have come in, or people of brown colors that have come in and immigrated into the United States. Matter of fact, I think they said it was so far ahead of the other four in the top ten added together. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's it, everything is, this is literally, everything is theater. Okay. Are you sure like, we're not living like in a bizarro world? No, buddy. I like every day I wake up and I'm like, the matrix is broken. Okay. Like there's the matrix is broken. Like there's just something that's not working. Last night, my Amazon, oops, uh, device. Uh huh. Just starts howling with some alarm going off. Huh. Oh, no, there's no alarms playing. I'm well, like, you you, you use quiet. that thing more than I do. You know, I got yeah, that well, young boy. I'm to unplug it. I got that young boy. It works for me at the office when I decide to mm-hmm. go to the office. And um, he looked at me like I was an idiot today, and I really didn't appreciate that because he was talking well, about. Just- well, he was talking about some movies and thought some movie character. I didn't have a clue who he's talking about. Okay. I don't know who John Wick is, nor do I care who John Wick is. Oh, John Wick's a good movie. Well, there's a problem with John Wick movies. The last three weren't very good. No, I don't like Keanu Reeves. I never have. Oh, I like Keanu. Well, I'm I mean, right I, I don't know what it is. It's just I haven't seen a movie in it with him that I've enjoyed. And then now when I see him in something, I just don't watch it. Did you not enjoy Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? No, I did not. Did you not enjoy the movie Parenthood? No, I did not. Did you not? You really? Neither one of those? I like Debbie Does Dallas. Trying to think what other uh, movies he was in. I mean, he's been in a bunch. Well, I mean, he's, uh, he has been in a bunch, and he was in Constantine, and his version of Constantine well, was totally what's not. What's that what one where he's uh, he's like carries a disc in his head? Is that the and Matrix? He's like an information trafficker? No. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I know I watched some. I think he was in that movie I watched at your house. That uh, wasn't that a Matrix movie. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't no good either. Uh, on what was the name of this movie i don't know ask your your devices you have smart devices that i'm are... asking johnny mnemonic never seen it never heard of it i thought that was a cartoon i'm not real sure man the way they spell mnemonic is something huh i think i'd rather watch fraggle rock or shameless i will say this shameless as a tv show Really did cater to the LBGTQ community. Because every time you turn around at the beginning episodes, you got a 15 year old boy humping a 30 some year old store clerk. Boy, man. You got, uh, it's just, it's just, I'm going to tell you, that show, you can't go through an episode without somebody humping somebody. And sometimes it's multiple humpers. How did we get on this topic? 
Well, we was talking about TV shows. We should talk about something else. What you like to talk about? Something positive. How about schedules? I'm going to create a class, and you're going to be my first nope. student on how to follow a schedule. That's definitely not what I want to talk about. <laughs> Has any like what 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 positive thing happened on a national basis here in the last couple of weeks that we can be proud of? Well, something happened here locally. Okay, go. All right, this lady. I'm not going to mention her name, but uh, she was living with her two teenage sons. She recently has lost her had lost her job and it looked like she was getting ready to get evicted and uh, you know the local news channel news 2 WFMY uh, they do that what is it two cares or call you know where they call the news channel you know what I mean you know like you tell them at first I thought this was going to go a different way when I was reading the story I thought she was going to argue that she shouldn't be evicted because she was behind on the rent. But I totally misjudged okay. the story now, and I'm glad I read it. But she called them. They actually got her in touch with some people, got her some help. The, they talked to the apartment people. They agreed to give her some more time to pay it. And she has since been able to get called up and has found a job and is gainfully employed and making more money than she was making at the job she was laid off of. And I think that shows a testament of that, yes, people can come together as a local community and help, and that's how it should be done anyway on a local level instead of having everything dumped down from the garbage level, which is the federal government. You know what? We should end on that note. That is you know, that's note. A, that is. And let's just be kinder to one another. You may look at somebody and say, God, they're dumb as a box of rocks. But just say, bless your little heart. Have a good day and just be kinder. And that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. And we gone. You've been listening to the Buttercream and Grit Show. If you were able to make it to the end of the show, you have serious mental issues. And you're probably family. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Drop us a note at grits at thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you're one of the rare listeners with opposable thumbs, go to www.thecarolinaunderground.com slash buttercream and grits. Stay crazy, motherfuckers. See you next time on the Buttercream and Grits Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.